Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We are back. We are rocking. We are rolling. I had my little sabbatical. We had our time off, and now I am pumped to be able to bring you some of my very favorite people. So when we decided to be able to reboot for our new season of Power Women in Insurance, I was like, who do I know who is amazing and dynamic and fabulous and who I know will be able to have some fun on the podcast? So I went ahead and reached out to my my friend. She's my party friend, but she's also my good friend. And um, we have been to many, many conferences together and she is in an amazing agency in uh, Indiana or yeah, in Indianapolis, Indiana and, uh, Kaylee DeWitt Rogers. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, thanks, Teresa. I appreciate the invite. I'm excited. Well, you know, we have been to a couple different conferences together through IAOA and some other areas. I know I've run into you. It was a better agency conference than the agency success conference at a couple different places. And I have been so impressed with how you and your family work together to be able to accomplish your goals in a insurance agency. And y'all really work for the betterment of the entire team. So I would love to get to know you, your story about how you got into insurance a little bit more, and um, we can dive into some fun, maybe tangents that might go along the way because, you know, I love my tangents. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about how you got into insurance. Yeah. So my mother and father started the agency back in 2008. I was a little baby, a junior in high school back then, and it's not that I didn't want to follow the family agency, but I wanted my own career path. So I went to Purdue. I got a selling and sales degree and an entrepreneurship certificate. Um, I started with an IT startup firm. So also a male dominated industry. I was the only female of about 15 gentlemen. And my senior year at Purdue, my mother ended up having a stroke. And so With that, it certainly put a pause on business, and I ended up coming home from school, kind of finishing that last semester, uh, going back and forth, and then helping out back at home. So we really just tried to navigate what that looked like for the next year and where mom was going to be able to kind of come back from. And so we actually um, just had her 10-year anniversary of her stroke here in January, And so with that being said, it's been a whole lot of, you know, trying to navigate work-life balance, which is not really a thing when you're dealing with someone that's had um, a traumatic brain injury. And so while I was working for this IT security firm, it was really kind of everything I wanted. Like I got to travel, you know, on their dime, but really I was just meeting with CIOs and, and cold calling. And so now I, the one thing, you know, people out there, they have a love hate relationship for cold calling. And I have the hate relationship because I do not want to ever have to cold call again. You are done. <laughs> Yeah, I was done a long time ago after I had to go through those hoops. But with family being first, I ended up stepping away from that gig. And I had seen mom and dad, you know, over the years, because she'd been doing it for about uh, five or six years at that time, that I was like, you know, I went to school for selling and sales. I didn't necessarily know what industry I wanted to be in. And so I ended up taking over 
2014, my mother's accounts and just trying to set us up for success. And so the one thing that I've really like valued in our industry is that you can still take care of family. You can work your own hours, but family is always going to come first. So people will always get emails from me in the middle of the night, the butt crack of dawn. They're like, what is this called doing? Yep. And I'm getting my work done because like I have priorities during the day here and there too. But I mean, the one thing that, especially with the market right now, you know, realtors and lenders, they're starting January 1st and they don't have a dollar on the books where for a year when we were solely caring for someone that, you know, didn't even have a skull at the time and was wearing a helmet, we were able to live off you know, renewals and be able to retain the clients that we had. So that's one thing that, you know, I don't have any children, but if I did, it would, you know, somewhat be the same situation where we get to make our own hours and, and go from there. So um, needless to say, I wanted nothing to do with the insurance industry. And here I am about to go on 10 years and I can't see myself anywhere else. I absolutely love it. I love that. I love that. And I, and I love the fact that you came into the industry Kind of, and I love the fact that you got the sales background um, degree, and and I love the because you're right. I mean, you do stuff like that, and my husband says this all the time because he sells metal. Um, you, if you're a great salesperson, you could sell anything, right? And if you could fall in love with the industry and you can get in there, and it could really feed your your needs for your lifestyle. I think a lot of people find a lot of good satisfaction in insurance. A lot of people, I think, whenever they see it on Indeed or, you know, if they think, oh, so, you know, the insurance agency down the street hiring. A lot of people think of insurance as, um, I think, boring and they think of it as something that they don't want to do for the rest of their life. But I think when people get in, they find that it's exciting and it's different every day and it's unique, but it does provide a lot of that flexibility. And it provides when the when the agency is built in that way. And we have to make sure that we we do preface that because there are some cultures that are not as flexible with their environment as far as work goes. But I love the fact that you guys have been able to adjust your agency around the goals that your family has. And um, tell me a little bit about what that looked like for y'all, because I think a lot of people know my story that we went pretty much virtual because the fact that um, both my children were in the hospital, they both within six months tried to commit suicide back in 2014. And with that, I was a single mom and um at that point and ended up going through uh, my divorce with my husband, but we ended up like, I had, I had, to, I had to go virtual. We had to make certain changes in the industry, in our, in our agency to facilitate the lifestyle changes that our family was going through. Tell me about what that looked like for you. And I love your dad. Um, he's a funny guy. He's a, mm -hmm. I think he rolls with a lot of the punches in life. So tell me about what that looked like for y'all, because you were coming into the industry helping to take care of your mom. And you guys had the family dynamic that was in a lot of turmoil and stress at that point. Tell me a little bit about that transition for you. Yeah, of course. So one of my first priorities when I came on was actually going paperless, which was very daunting, but that really ended up helping out with the pandemic. So we've been completely virtual since I came on in 2014. And so with that, I mean, yeah, we'll be in doctor's appointments. I mean, she seems to have at least at least two every week um, consistently where I can honestly pop up my computer from anywhere, you know, in a doctor's office, um, if I need to work from home, watch after her. And so that was one really nice thing from the pandemic is we didn't really have those pain points like a lot of people have. We've never really yeah. had clients coming in um, 
the office, it's really only been, you know, reps knocking on the doors type of thing. So it actually, I'm, I've always been able to work from home and honestly enjoyed it a little bit more than coming in the office. As far as us being able to grow, we've certainly had those pain points just because with family being a priority, we just haven't been able to really hire, train, like document those processes. And so we actually just had our first producer came on in January and it was a really funny story. He actually moved to Indy um, about three years ago and was referred to us when he bought the home. And then he had been with us for probably two or three years and he reached out last year and he was like, Hey, I actually got PNC licensed. I'm going to work for Allstate. You know, of course I want to be able to write my own policies, but you've been lovely to work with. And I was like, yeah, get it, man, write your own policies. And so of course, nine months, uh, nine months later, he already figured out that the independent route was the way to go. And so I always chuckle. He, he sent me an email and he was like, Hey, I was just looking to see, you know, is your sales department hiring? And I was like, <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> so uh, he's been doing a phenomenal job, you know, even coming from the industry with only being nine months in Allstate, you know, there wasn't much that I needed to necessarily uh, stray him away from of being there because he's still pretty fresh and new in the industry. But one thing that we're really trying to do this year, we added a virtual assistant. Um, so we've been just really, really trying to document all of our processes with that. And just so that we can really, really try and grow here within the next 12 mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think it's awesome that you guys in this, uh, mode of a hard market are looking to be able to grow. And I love that you're bringing on agents that are realizing that really, especially, and I think there will be a lot of, I think there's really going to be a pretty decent exodus out of the captive market, especially right now with our hard market, that they can't, they can do less than we can. I mean, as much as we want to complain in the independent insurance realm that our carriers are leaving us, at least I have three or four or five that are still around for what it is that we, you know, are looking for, you know, to be able to take care of our clients. I mean, we have some carriers that have left, but hopefully that'll be short term, you know, and then they'll come back. But I mean, if we talk about some of these captives, they don't have anywhere else to go with some of this business. If, if, you know, if their carriers get tough or decide to lock out the state, I mean, they don't have any options. Yeah, of course. And one big thing, I mean, that personally I've really enjoyed now that we've brought a producer on, because really, I mean, I do everything from, you know, quoting, requoting, marketing, you know, everything that piles into our day to day has always been on dad and I. And so now that I have Liam, who I can actually filter leads to, it's allowed me a lot more time to actually be able to work on the business. And so just from a marketing aspect of just pushing out as much content as possible to our clients just so that they're aware of all these changes because they, mm-hmm. they know that certain carriers are pulling out of markets and they don't understand why their rates are going up, you know, 20, 30, 40% and why they're getting non-renewed after one claim. And, you know, they're buying a Kia or Hyundai and they can't get it insured. Like they don't understand this. So the more that I can just push it out in newsletters and on different social media platforms, the more that just kind of helps us, you know, throughout the process. Cause it's, it's going to be a long road. Yeah. Yeah. Are you finding that people are reading Eating that, I think that because of the fact that we are in this hard market, I think that people are more open to those conversations about what insurance does for them. Because I think that we, especially some older people that I find, they all think that, you know, that's what insurance is for, right? We all hear that, right? Oh, that's what insurance is for. But now we're finding that um, even our carriers are saying, oh, we don't want the 
you know, we're going to count against you the $700 claim, the the $2,000 claim, whatever. And used to that, it wasn't a big deal. But now they're like, oh no, you've had two claims in the last five years or three. And we're like, but it was like a $500 claim. Like you can't really sit here and decline somebody. And they're like, yeah, we can. So I think it's really, I think the consumers are having to wake up to what's going on in the insurance industry more today than before. How do you see that that's really changing your marketing that you're doing right now? Well, so we were certainly trying to get as many touch points as possible. So when someone comes to the agency, they're a new client, they're getting touch points all through a welcome campaign and it's educating them. And so the number one thing that we want them to do is if they think they have a potential claim, call us first so that we can actually walk them through that process because we want them to understand the repercussions as well. If they don't understand that for one, your rates are going to go up. For two, hey, you had a claim last year. This could certainly you know, put you in a do not renew stage. And, and they don't understand. They're like, but I'm paying my rates. Why would someone you know, want to non-renew me? Well, a lot of people don't understand the insurance companies you know, are a for, for-profit company in that sense. And they're not making any money right now in the market. So we really try and just educate them. Give us a call first You know, with as many storms as we've had. We've had a few tornadoes come through over the last month and um on the south part of Indy. And it's just been devastating. Where, yeah, if you have mm-hmm. something, you know, in that nature, certainly get it over to insurance. But that's really the thing that we just really try and push out to people is try and allow us to be involved. That's why we're your agent and you're not going direct so that you have someone that you can actually call because with us being a family agency, like we truly treat every individual in our database as a family member. I'm not going to yeah. sell you a policy, you know, that I wouldn't recommend to a family member. And that's really, you know, what we live by. I love that. I love that. Do you find that people want to have those conversations more than maybe they did two years ago? Oh, most certainly. The The one yeah. thing that we've actually implemented this year um, is agency Zoom. And so with our CRM, we've actually implemented a renewal process. And so every single renewal is getting touched. And so we have our certain threshold, which unfortunately is the same as what it has last year, just because I think everyone deserves to be requoted in some sense. Like if you're getting on average, we're seeing at least in Indiana, a 20 to 40% increase on all yep. policies. And so with that being said, people are like, Gosh, on top of my taxes, you know, when they're getting that mortgage analysis there, I mean, if they haven't been putting money back, then they're going to be screwed yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely. Yeah. And yeah. so with that, I mean, every single touch point, we're at least trying to requote and actually see if there's, you know, something more competitive out there. Why is it going up? If so, having that conversation so that in the future, when they have the next claim, they think about the first time they had a claim. And, you know, if it's barely above the deductible, is it worth it? Let's, you know, kind of self-care from that route. Leave the insurance for the more catastrophic events, which it should be, you know, made for, especially these days. So I think the one thing that's that's really helped our clients is just a, them acknowledging that we are at least reviewing their policy. We're sending a survey out to see if there's been any major yep. updates. And then at least they're getting that communication that, hey, we've reshopped you and you still are in the best the best possible yeah. yeah. And we're finding that if we, if we do the reshop, which we did, we have moved our threshold up. We've moved our, we've started at 12%. Now I think we're up to, um, I think, um, we're talking about it. I don't think we're up to 22% yet, but we're at 20% right now. We've talked about going to 25% yeah. before we start kind of stalking people. Hey, you know, <laughs> and reshopping them. 
But, um, you know, we've gone just in the last year and a half from 12% up to like 22%. I think we're, I think we're 20 right now. We're going up to 22. Um, and we're talking about by the end of the year, going up to 25, just as an agency for what we're proactively seeking out for reshops. But, um, you know, I think we're having to look a little bit more at automation. We're having to look a little bit more at automating those touches because the day-to-day has gotten so much more intense with the number of reshops that we have. We have to be able to put in some of that um, marketing for education and the automation for reaching out and connecting because the other stuff that is is still so overwhelming compared to where it was three years ago or two years ago that it's really causing an exhaustion, I think, for people in the insurance industry for just the different types of hats that they're wearing between the education, the reshopping, the, you know, but I think that if we show people what's going on in the industry, people are more open to be able to say, okay, if I need to stay here, then I'll stay here. They're more open to being okay with that 25 to 30% increase because they know that's what's going on in the industry. But I think education is such a huge piece of that. Yeah, I agree. And I always use the thing, I mean, like what's not going up right now, right? Food, gas, I mean, insurance is following suit, you know, but the hard thing for people to grasp is, oh, well, I haven't had any claims and I have an older vehicle. And they don't understand that, you know, used cars have been up 30% over the last few years and, you know, lawsuits are up, medical costs are up. And they're like, well, I haven't done anything though. And it's like, well, it's either that or your insurance company is going to be out of the game here. So, I mean, just having that conversation with people and really, I mean, me putting myself in in their position certainly helps the conversation. Just saying, hey, my rates went up too. Like, I understand where I'm coming. I always like have a heart for the elderly because they're like, I like cannot afford this. Like I can't make any money. And that's where, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, oh man, this is, this is the more tough conversation, right? But I agree, just trying to be up on it. And I mean, with our new producer, what we've been doing is just going through, we've never bought any leads, but like, now's the time to go after it. Like pull all Mm -hmm. of your old leads that you haven't been able to close in years past, because guess what? Their rates are going up too. And granted, I mean, they, if they are price shoppers, at least if they're able to go through our client experience the first year, then we're going to be able to retain them a lot more than if they, you know, had been with a captive agent who at renewal wasn't reaching out at all, someone that wasn't calling. And so that's one thing that we're really just trying to be proactive about, you know, when it does come to pricing is that just insurance isn't all about price. And I mean, with the storms coming through, that's one nice thing that honestly, over the last month of conversations I've had from people like wind and hail is the top thing. And they're like, man, if a tornado came through, what would that you know, what would that mean to me? And so it really opened people's eyes that a lot of times they're more, well, what do I pay for insurance for, you know? But now that we've actually had a lot of impact from the storms, it's it's opening people's eyes, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So how are you balancing all this between the marketing and higher higher numbers of reshops and conversations that aren't you know, used to, we can do a policy review in 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Hey, just want to see, have you been able to, have you bought any new jewelry? Have you bought any new blah, blah, blah? Do you have anybody about to start driving? You know, you have your typical, now it's like, it's a free form. It's a lot more of a deeper conversation about the industry and what's going on. And and you're also talking about the home industry and, and inflation. And you're also talking about resale value, not really resale value on homes, but like 
you know, if something happens to your home that the that the price of materials have gone up and, you know, just the whole kit and caboodle. How are you dealing with all that, with all the other hats that you're wearing in your agency and with balancing? And I know balance is a stupid word because it's not people think of balance is equal. And we have to understand it's not, it's it's like a piston thing, right? Is one always seems to need more than the other. And one goes down and one goes up and one goes down and one goes up. And I think when we realize the the um, the uh, the harmony in that, right? Then we can sit back and we can say, this is just a moment where the business needs more right now. This is just a moment when my family needs more right now. And working with family, how are y'all balancing that? Because not only are people, and I'm sure just like you, tired, and we're having the same conversations repetitively, you're having to do more marketing, but then also from a family perspective, balancing the demands of everything. How are y'all working on that? Right. I was actually just reading a book and they were like, work-life balance is a joke. You can't have work-life balance because either way you're putting, you know, more effort into your family life where then things are falling off, you know, on the work side and, and vice versa. But I would think the one thing that we implemented that has been a total game changer is automation. Last year, I was so afraid to bring automation in because I was like, I don't know what's going out and when it's going out and people are replying back to emails and I don't even know what was sent. But honestly, when we implemented agency uh, Zoom back in January, we hired Lava Automation. Shout out to Austin. He's done a phenomenal job. I mean, it's been a total game changer from an actual renewal standpoint, because if they're in the right place, I already have the wording, letting them know of all the reasons why it's going up. And if they want to further the conversation, please reach out. I'm happy to. But at least within that email, it's giving them all the reasons why. Mm. And then we send out um, newsletters that go out to our entire client base. And so the next one's going out here after the holiday and it is 100% all on the market. I'll have an area on the home, an area on the auto, just so that everyone, and what's crazy is we send it out through MailChimp and the last newsletter, we send them out quarterly and it's, not a whole lot about insurance. Like I'll always have, we have a referral program. So that video is included in there. It has community events, but there'll be like two little inserts about insurance. And it's always related to specific time of year type of thing. Um, But I thought this one just in general with what, you know, the market's going to be gearing towards what people can look out for. And with that, our open rate that we send that out through MailChimp, the last one was like 71% which is open. Crazy, wow. Crazy in the insurance industry. So yeah. I don't know if I'm like killing it on my subject lines or what, but people are opening them. So that's good. Um, I'm really excited to send this one out and I'm sure we'll get calls from it. Like normally I put something in there as far as cross-selling, you know, like the last one was umbrellas and we ended up getting seven calls and issued five of them for umbrellas, which doesn't seem like much, but just for a newsletter and for everyone that's, you know, even opened it and curious. And then at the renewal, they're asking questions, you know, we're always trying to talk about jewelry after Christmas and that type of thing yep. and getting it. And we get a lot of business from the, the newsletters and granted, it takes me a lot of time. It's a lot of investment in the evenings of just putting it together, but it's so worth it. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Mm, I love that. And but statistically, though, if you have more than three policies, three policies or more per client, they have a lot more sticky factor. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't move as much, too. So it's so it is a longevity of the client type thing. Whenever you can increase policies and increase coverages, it is a, a sticky factor, too. And, and it's an ability for the client to be able to call on in, connect, like you said, be able to make that relationship, do a policy review. But then also excuse me, they feel like they're heard. They feel like they have that relationship with you enough that they feel like they don't want to go to somebody else because Kaylee's their person, you know? I mean, you are their person and that's who they want to talk to. They don't want to go talk to a call center. You know, they want to go talk to Kaylee. Yeah. And just being proactive has been a really huge thing on the renewals because we haven't done that necessarily in the past. Like I've looked at ones that, you know, will skyrocket, like, why is this one going up? And, you know, we'll take a look at it and reach out. But now that we're being proactive, they're like, wow, I've I've never had that client experience somewhere before. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, you're not going to unless you're with an independent agent. And just because they're independent doesn't mean they're providing that value either. Right. I would think another thing for agents, I mean, just to kind of get ahead of the game from an actual marketing standpoint, I got on my roof for the first time um, about two weeks ago. (laughs) Let's just say it was a slight pitch gable roof. So it wasn't much, but um, (laughs) it's still still getting on a roof. It's still getting on a roof, right? Um, And I don't know how do people do it because I was sweating my butt off up there after an hour. So props props to them. But so my girlfriend's in the roofing industry. And so, I mean, being in the Midwest and you know more than I know, right? With wind and hailstorms coming through, the roofing industry is just a nightmare and they're taking advantage of everyone. And so we ended up just doing 10 quick one minute videos that we're just going to keep posting out like every other week so that people realize when someone comes door knocking, how to handle that conversation and not allowing just that roofer to submit the claim and get on the roof, like actually calling someone, you know, that they know, like, and trust, or even asking for a recommendation from us, but it comes to that in every sense. And so that's one big thing that I really want to do this year is, you know, our top referral partners, you know, say a financial planner, why an umbrella? Don't just listen to me, listen to this financial planner, a yeah. restoration company and, and why to use certain companies and what you're going to get out of that. So anything insurance related, we've been trying to really just pick up our game as far as, you know, video content and reels and, and just really kind of pushing that out so that people get a better understanding because they, they just, they have no idea when they're in a claim situation, they're frantic. They don't know how to respond. You know, we had someone yesterday call in with a gas leak and I couldn't even understand her because she was so upset. She just um, moved into her first home last week. And so the more that we can just educate our clients, the more that we have one foot forward than, you know, the next 13 agents down the street. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that was, people always say that they remember how you make them feel. 
right? And if we can make people feel heard and safe in those moments when they're terrified, they're scared, they need good advice and or they're facing their, their bills for the next year, right? Because most insurance policies are a year or six months. So they're, they're looking at their bills for the next few months going, how is this going to work? This puzzle of all the, you know, you only have so much money, but how are all these puzzle pieces? So now that they're all changing, milk is a different price than it used to be. You know, um, how are we going to, to, to change this? And I think that listening and taking that time to connect with the client is huge. Yeah, I agree. So, so you mentioned that you guys are doing surveys with automation. And I think automation is something that a lot of agents really need if they haven't really embraced it. They, they're, we're at a point in the industry where we're almost at a crisis where we have to. There's no way, especially the small family-owned agencies can function at the level that the industry is requiring without automation, in my opinion. And I think it's only going to get worse. And I think that that's one of the things that we're seeing with a lot of these big box companies is they do have some automations, they do have some apps, they do have some things that people feel like they can get that information really quickly for. And, you know, they, they want, but they still want that local that local connection. I've heard of people doing surveys before and reviews by email or whatever to give people options for how do they want to be able to interact. How do you feel like that's going over for your agency? Because some people were going to argue that that takes away the personal um, connection. Other people say, but no, it gives them the convenience of being able to answer the questions because they can still maybe schedule a time or call the office would to be able to talk to you individually. How do you find that people are responding to that source of automation, have they responded pretty favorably to that? Yeah, I would say so. The the big survey we utilize is a life changes survey. So it's going to ask if there's any been any big changes, such as any drivers, if they've gotten a new vehicle, if they own a business. So from a cross-sell standpoint, we can utilize that. And then let's see here, what else does it ask on there? Uh, if they bundle, so another cross-sell opportunity. So really we're asking them, what are these changes that we need to account for? And then utilizing that, you know, on our side as well. But I would say overall, probably about eight out of 10 people are filling out. It's very user-friendly. Again, Lava Automation helped us set it up through Cognito Forms. And so they click it. It's a seamless process. It's a lot of yes and no questions and it's conditional logic. So it'll ask more going through the process. Okay. Um, but then it just sends to us and we're like, thanks for filling out the survey. We're working on your renewal. But really, we just put it towards them in the fashion that, hey, this is helping us ensure that you're covered properly. Do you mind filling this out? And it's real simple. I mean, it's less than 10 questions. Um, another one we use, we don't use it as much because in our sales process, we want to be able to communicate with someone. We want to be able to find their pain points. Why are they shopping? Let me educate you throughout the process. And we're going to find out a lot more being on the phone with someone than them filling out a survey. But one thing that has been nice is they added a fast app. So uh, Liam, he's really into classic cars. So he goes to car shows on the weekends. If he has someone that is interested in the quote, he can send them this fast app and it asks for all the basic information. And then that way it actually goes into our pipeline. He can follow up with them. Now we have more involved ones that, you know, they can input all right. their information that say, say if they don't respond to us within, I think it's like 10 or 14 days, it'll say, Hey, it, you know, I know you're busy. doesn't sound like we have time to connect, fill up this fast app. And at least we get all the information and then we're quoting it through the process. And then another game changer on top of that would be our video proposals through our website, Advisor Evolved. We've been doing that for a year and a half. 
And I would say it's it's right up there, if not above the automation, because in a in a day like today where you know clients aren't coming in the office anymore, we're still trying to be personable and just yeah. having that face in the video and actually going through the video proposal of showing them all the coverages, especially if I have their current deck page and I can actually highlight any gaps in coverage. That's huge. People always reply and they're like, wow, I've never received something like this before. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so that's I love that. a huge thing for us. It's just, you know, if they're getting quotes from different agencies, are you going to, are you going to go with someone that just sent a PDF and said, you know, please review here's, you know, I found something for you. Give me a call. Or are you going to go with someone that took the time to put together a 10 minute video proposal and from an agency standpoint, the great thing is I can stalk them. Every time they open the video, I know that they've opened the video. If they haven't opened the video, why haven't you opened the video? Mm. So that's it. if you aren't doing video proposals, I would strongly recommend looking into it for your producers. I love that. I love that. So has everybody in your agency embraced the technology? Because I know some people are a little bit slower to be able to embrace it than others. And some people are a little bit more just hesitant. They're a little bit more just, you know, they don't have time for it mentally. And I think one of the biggest things that I do here in the independent insurance realm is I just don't have time to build it. I don't have time to get feedback on it. I don't have time to go blah, 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 jump through all these hoops, especially during the creation process. I think once we get people on board, they're on board. Like they're just right there. Mm -hmm. But getting people to that on board can be really challenging. How have y'all done that? So with that, I would say, even when Liam came on, like a big piece of it was, he was like, I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. One thing that I love about it is once someone does it just a few times, they're getting more comfortable with it. They figure out where the buttons are. They can do it. The huge thing with these changes is you start to see how simple it is though, right? Like instead of me calling someone getting their voicemail, giving a follow-up the next day, shooting them a text message. When is it time for us to chat? I can send this video proposal anytime I want, which for someone that works nights, I can do it at midnight and still send the email out. I can work whenever I want and get this video proposal out. Even the automation process. I mean, as far as renewals go, hey, we send the video proposal for the renewal. We found you something competitive. We're not actually having to make that phone call, but we're still sending it out where they feel welcome knowing that they're taken care of. So I think as soon as you just, it's not necessarily getting someone on board. It's more try this three times, try Mm. it two more times, see how you like it, or even just actually showing them from my perspective. Hey, people are working during the day. They don't have time to talk to me and right. they sure as heck don't want me to take 15 minutes of their day. And so with that, that's been huge of just actually showing them the benefits of it. And they're like, man, I do see the value in this. Like I can, I, they can, they are so much more productive using these video proposals and the automation that it just, it makes their day easier if they just try it a few times. I love it. But what you're doing though is you're you're just getting them through the process to where they can see the results. And I think that's huge because I think a lot of people think it's just work, 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 work. But when like you've really given them benefits to working that way, like saying, hey, you can create this proposal at night. Hey, you can do this and you still have the freedom to do whatever. And you're also giving the client freedom to be able to interact with you at their convenience. Um, I love that. And I love framing it from that perspective, both for the client as well as for the team members specifically, because it does give us the best of both worlds. I know I was talking to a client the other day. We use video proposals. We don't use them through Advisor Evolved. I don't know 
really why we don't use it, the, the video proposals through advisor ball, but we just use Loom. And I don't know, my mind is just easier. I know it's not, again, it's one of those things where you just have to get used to using their software, right? And I just need to make sure I do that. But I use Loom, I send it on out. And I had a guy even, um, we've been doing it for about a year and a half, two years. So we even had a guy like last week, he was like, you know how it is like before you create those great videos and then I watch them. And then instead of me having to go tell my wife what you said, because we've been on the yes. phone for the last 30 minutes, I just let my wife watch the video. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, and you explain it so much better than I can. And it takes it off of the, um, I call it, I call it the telephone thing is when we're kids, right? You know, you play telephone and the message is completely different by the time it gets down the road, right? So instead of expecting one spouse that's explained it to another spouse over dinner in an industry that they don't even know of. And then all of a sudden they got conversations going that they aren't, they, they aren't, they don't really know the answers to. If we create that video, it allows them both to be able to have that factual and, and, and professional presentation of what it is that, that they need to make sure they take into consideration for their, for their insurance. And that's what I like about it is that it's not the telephone game and the husband trying to remember all the things you talked about with their insurance agent today or the husband doing the same while he was working and he's got people coming in and out of his office and he's trying to take care of us on a break. You know, it takes all that away from it, all that stress. Yeah, I agree. I mean, on the personal line side, exactly that. Most of our referrals come from lenders. So they're already, you know, trying to get as much in in 30 days to close on this home as possible. So yep. in the video, I always even say, I'm like, hey, forward this to your spouse. We're all on the same page. My calendar links below. If you guys have questions, let's all jump on together. Two months ago, I ended up selling my largest commercial account by sending the video proposal and sure enough, his response was, thanks for making this so easy. I forwarded it on to my other partners and we're all ready to go. It was one nice. video proposal. I mean, it, I, and it was someone I really needed to like <laughs> uh, get in front of. And it, I mean, it was phenomenal. And I think even from, you know, our dad and I's aspect, the more technology that we're able to implement and invest in the agency, the fancier our sales position looks just by making it ease of doing business from their aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, the easier it is, the more money they're going to make. And, and that's truly where, you know, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for not only us, our customers, but our producers as well. Yeah. But I think too, the, the and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not on agency Zoom. I'm in the process of reconsidering my CRM processes actually today um because Fridays are my my uh my uh work in on the business day so I, I have a day that I don't take phone calls I have a day that I do the on the business stuff as much as humanly possible just because I'm in a, a personnel re revamp I ended up with like having to hire multiple people this year so anyway um I love that idea yeah I like it I like it plus it makes my Friday kind of a little little lower yeah. key you know and I feel like I'm wrapping up my week. I know where my finances are by the end of the week. I know where everything is. But one of the things I really want is like a, a, a weekly report. That's one of the things I want. I want that weekly report. Does Do you like how a CRM system, and, and I know every CRM system is a little bit differently and based on how they're set up and how they work, you can get different reports out of them. Has the reporting that you've been able to get from that, like how many leads you're getting, how many that you're closing, has that helped you guys to be able to get people on board with that automation and to be able to help y'all provide the the data for the agency to move forward with your growth ideas? Because I think not having the data the way that I want it, I have the data, but it's not the way that I want it. And it's not as detail oriented as I want it. 
Um, I think that would be a really big game changer, not only for me, but also for the team and getting people really on board for doing these these activities that now, whenever we say, okay, now we're going to add in, I don't know, voice drops. Now we're going to add in video, you know, proposals, whatever. If we can track some of that, I think, especially like on a dashboard type thing, it's not us saying, hey, this is great. It's that the data says that this is great. Yes. How that has that helped amazing. you guys? Yeah, we really cleaned up our data for really the first time ever in January when we implemented Agency Zoom with our VA. And so just cleaning up that data was by far like the coolest thing that we can. But Agency Zoom's dashboard, it is nice because I can actually see as far as the sales pipeline, you know, how much has been sold this week, this month, this quarter. I can see what we're projecting, what dates those are looking to close. I ran a report today with it being, you know, the last month of the quarter of actual lead sources. So our referral program, however many people refer us, we're donating back to a local nonprofit. So I'm actually having to look through all of those and see, okay, how many referrals did we get and where are they coming from? So that's a huge report for us. But I mean, we use easy links for our rater and their reports are trash. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. as far as actually using agency Zoom's reports, I mean, they have by far the best reporting tool that, that we have in the agency. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having that data and having clean data, and that's really a big thing and um, is, is just so important for being able to 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 move forward in this industry, especially right now, because data that is king. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and I hate to say it that way because people should be much more, but at the same point, in order to run the business, we cannot run the business without that data. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's near impossible. So as you guys are looking forward into the next year, you guys have done a huge amount. You said January you just in, in, instituted uh, Lava Automation. How long did that process uh, take for you guys to get settled in on that automation? Because today, as we record, it's June 30th. So we are officially six full months into this year. If y'all started that process in January, do you have other things you want to be able to accomplish with that by the end of the year? Or are you guys pretty settled with that? I think a lot of people worry about the timeline to implement automation and how long of a journey is that going to be? I think the one uh, benefit of using Lava was they implemented a lot of the wording of the templates where I don't have time to do that, right? And I don't know what people, I I mean, I don't have the data to know what people like and respond to either. So the actual templates that they had available benefited us a lot. So if you are looking for a CRM, that's one huge thing that I would look at is what do those templates look like? Are you making your own? Or are they adding, you know, those in there where ours came from Lava, not specifically through Agency Zoom? So that was huge for us. I would say as far as our sales pipeline and our service center, as far as like sending out non-pays and claims, we jumped on that pretty quickly. We use a texting feature through there as well. So for, you know, purposes, it's all saved within their, their site there. But as far as the renewal pipeline, we still are getting comfortable with that actual process of, you know, is our producer, because we don't really have a CSR that just sits there. So if the producer is a little slow, it's kind of who's working on this account or, you know, what issue do we have here? So really the next six months, we're really just trying to dial that in and learn it the best that we can. Because in the beginning, it seemed like we were boiling the ocean. We were just like, adding so many new things. It's like, well, what's working? What's not working? So our goal is just to really dial that in. And my goal for the next six months, as it has been for like a year and a half, but you know, time flies, um, is really (laughs) 
our processes. And so I've used, you know, like uh, yourself loom in the past, but I really need to get on the tango game so that we can actually grow and not have to just, you know, start the training process all over again. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. Every new hire gets a little, I always feel like I need to reinvent the wheel whenever a new hire comes in. So I'm like, well, but it's been like two years since we've updated all of our documentation and I'll have time to update all the documentation. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to quote on the fly, you know, I'm just going to train on the fly and that just gets to be a lot too. So, um, I love the fact that you're working on that documentation. I think that's wonderful. We'll get there. Right. (laughs) Right. That is my my goal. (laughs) Yes. You know, and, but we also have to realize we're never really going to get there. There's never a there to get to. Right. I mean, we have to give ourselves some slack on that. You know, I used to think that, oh, when I get there, oh, when I get there. And then I'm like, "Uh, I don't think I'll ever get there. You know, I just don't, you know, but, and I will say this, I will say this is that I have my children very, very, very young. I had my first at 19 and my last at 25. Um, And it's just really funny because now that my kids are grown and um, out of the house and, and, you know, my, my son would have been 30 this coming up at the, at the end of this month, at the end of July. Um, and my daughter is uh, 24, about to turn 25. If, as I look at that, I think now I'm bored because I don't have to, I'm not running them around. I'm not actively doing things mm-hmm. with them all the time. You know, they're adults. Kaylee lives in um, Denver and it's like, I'm just, I'm bored. I'm like, I get off work and I'm kind of like, well, let's go sit on the couch and watch TV. You know, <laughs> and I think, I think honestly, if I did get, the, and I'm going to use this analogy in a productive way, but I do think that if I got there for my job, the way that, um, you know, if everything was completely just humming along the way that we think it will eventually, and then perfectly taught be in world, right? I think I'd be bored. I really think I would be bored. So I'm kind of like, plus I know that it's never done, you know, a business is never, ever done, but going through this whole empty nester thing, I'm kind of like, okay, well, that phase of my life is done. So what if I did like get there with work. I'm like, I'd be so bored. And I actually had a business coach I was talking to the other day. She's like, when people do that, because then they go on out and they open another business because they get to the world. Okay. This is running in a really good way. Now let's go. They feel like they need to go shake something up. And so they go like open a whole new business or something. I'm like, Oh, I don't think I'd do that. But you know, I don't think we're ever there. I guess it's kind of my point. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Travel. I would love to do that. That's right up my alley. All right. Well, Kaylee, if people want to talk to you and be able to connect with you directly, how can people reach on out to you if they have questions for you? Yeah, of course. So you can always shoot me an email, Kaylee, K-A-L-I at thewitinsuranceproup.com or feel free to shoot me a text message, 317-697-2975. I am always happy to chat and hear what other people are doing, what's working and what's not working. Well, I love it. And I'd love to be able to bring you back on like in another you know, a couple months, year, whatever, and kind of see how y'all are doing and see how, you know, you're surviving this market, but then also how that implementation yeah. of has oh released them. I love see, it. I now love I have it. a timeline, right? I got to, I got to set my deadline so that when I come exactly. back, I have something to I'm show. Gonna, we're going to get on Calendly here in just a little bit. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to make that appointment for another follow-up. We're going to go, okay, part it. two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I do want to make sure that we kind of end today with talking about the fact that when things seem scary, like automation, like being able to level up your agency, like trying to be able to take some of those bold moves to give yourself that documentation, the automation and the things that are going to help you to work on your business, not necessarily in your business every day. I really challenge all the listeners out there to really vision for what it is you want out of your life and your business, because it does give you more freedom 
gives you the ability to be able to work any time that you need to be able to work. And it gives your, your clients the ability to reach on out to you and connect with you in a methodology that works for them. Remember, not everybody is the same. Not everybody wants to be on the phone you know, with you for 45 minutes. Me, I, I, the end of my day for me to make a phone call to be able to take care of something on a personal level is like a chalkboard. I nails on a chalkboard. I don't want to do it. I don't want to even talk on the phone with my girlfriends. I want to go out for a glass of wine and relax face to face, but I don't want to be on the phone. And remember that different people want text, different people want phone, different people want video, different people want to share that. So we as insurance agents need to make sure that we connect with them in lots of different ways. And an automation piece is a great piece to do that with. So that's my challenge out there to the world. And Haley, I'm so excited you and your dad are doing this and that your agency is leveling up into this arena. And I can't wait to watch all the awesome things that y'all are doing because I love seeing you at all the conferences and seeing you guys and all the growth that y'all have. So congratulations. Yeah, until next time. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. All right. Well, thank you. Everybody, this has been another awesome, amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we did talk to Kaylee DeWitt Rogers, and we are so pumped. If you want to talk to her, reach on out to her, but also check out our podcast. We have a new episode every single Wednesday, and we are on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are anywhere that you can stream your most favorite podcast. Oh, we're also on YouTube. So don't forget YouTube, but do make sure that you check it on out. And if you have any questions, reach on out. My name is Teresa Kitchens, your host, and we will talk to you next week.